Hello, this is Jos Parapulle, solution priest and clinical psychologist at Sumedha Center for Psycho-Spiritual Well-Being at Jolly Court, Uttarakhand, with another edition of Psyche and Soul. In this edition, I shall present another midlife challenge namely achieving integrity that is the ability to look back over one's life without regrets and look forward to death without fear. Sister Felicia is in her late 80s. She is physically frail and bedridden because of a debilitating illness. But her mind is sharp as it was in her twenties when she first came to India as a young missionary. She radiates joy and enjoys telling stories to her visitors stories of her experiences. When I first came to India, she would begin and go on a narrative of her missionary adventures. She would often repeat the same story. Those who have heard her many times would tell her, Sister, we have heard that one before. Tell us another. She would then say, this I think I have not told you, and then start something different. But invariably, after a while, her narrative would go back to the oft-repeated stories. What Sister Felicia is doing is reminiscing and integrating. In retelling her experience, Again and again, she brings the bits and pieces of her long life into perspective and endows them with meaning. In Eric Erickson's eight-stage developmental scheme, 
the crucial task of the eighth and last stage of life is achievement of integrity. The word as Erickson uses it does not refer to honesty or authenticity but to wholeness in the way the Oxford English Dictionary defines it. That is wholeness, entireness, completeness, the condition of having no part or element taken away or wanting. Integrity consists in seeing one's life in its entirety as meaningful and worthwhile. This is the result of synthesizing a lifetime of experiences, both good and bad, in a way that enables one to look back over life without regrets and to look forward to death without fear. Such a stance calls for much soul-searching for the meaning of our life and working through and coming to terms with life's inevitable disappointments and tragedies, as well as being thankful for its blessings. The central process that leads to integrity is reminiscence. The repeated nostalgic contemplation and retelling of our life stories. As our life experiences are remembered and retold again and again, a synthesis and integration occurs. The scattered pieces of the puzzle that is our life begins to fall into shape. We begin to see our life in its entirety and accept everything, finding meaning and purpose even in what was considered senseless or tragic. Often, during reminiscence, memories of unresolved issues come into awareness with an invitation to reconcile with them. Another important aspect of this reminiscence is the evaluation of our contributions to improve the quality of life for others. Psychologist Robert Butler describes what happens in the reminiscence. Quote, As the past marches in review, it is surveyed, observed, and reflected upon by the eagle. Reconsideration of previous experiences and their meanings occurs, often with concomitant revised or expanded understanding. Such reorganization of past experience may provide a more valid picture, giving new and significant meaning to one's life. It may also prepare one for death, mitigating one's fears." Unquote. Those who have been generative through contributions to culture and society 
rather than focused on personal aggrandizement and ego gratification in their earlier years, are the ones who find it easier to move toward integrity. Through these generative and altruistic activities, they are able, in psychologist Robert Peck's words, to achieve enduring significance and so be in a better frame of mind to accept the impending end. The efforts made to make life more secure, more meaningful or happier for the people who will go on after one dies is one of the most important dynamics that enables one to look back without regrets and look forward without fear. The close relationships one has enjoyed also provide for a sense of subjective well-being and satisfaction and thereby enhances the path toward integrity. This is all the more true if the close relationships are still maintained. Maintenance of close, satisfying relationships serves as buffer against the depression and low morale that can ensue from the social deprivations and the physical challenges such as deterioration of certain physical capacities, particularly the loss of hearing, impaired vision and limited motor agility that are part and parcel of old age. The opposite of integrity is despair. The feeling that one's life was worthless or meaningless, that one had failed to make any contribution to the future of society and well-being of others, and that it is now too late to make a difference. This happens especially to those who have lived a very self-centered and selfish life with little regard for the welfare of others. They would now want to make some changes, but there is no time. It is too late. As Erickson observed, Despair expresses the feeling that the time is now short, too short for the attempt to start another life and to try out alternate roads to integrity. According to psychologist Robert Butler, among those for whom the life review is likely to lead to a feeling of despair, are those who tended to focus on the future rather than on the present. These had invested heavily in the future, hoping for a rich harvest, but that future never arrived, leading to disillusionment with self and life itself. Another group that is bound to despair consists of those who deliberately went about injuring others. They are plagued by guilt 
but cannot imagine forgiveness and redemption. Still another group consists of those who have been characterologically arrogant and prideful, prone to indulge in narcissistic self-promotion and derisive dismissal of others. Unable to accept as ultimate the life cycle drawing to a close, the despairing individual approaches death with fear and disappointment. Evaluating his or her life and accomplishments, the despairing individual feels that life, instead of being a meaningful adventure, has been wasted. The result is bitterness and resentment. The individual wants to achieve something meaningful but recognizes the futility of trying because there is no time left and death is inevitable and near. Despair arises from this sense of waste and futility. If only I could have. If only. This haunting sense of despair is poignantly illustrated in the life of Warren Schmidt, the lead character in the film about Schmidt. Schmidt had devoted himself totally to advancing his career, neglected his family, and had little social connections. After retirement, his life goes into a downward spiral. His wife dies. His attempt to reconnect with his alienated only daughter is rebuffed. He finds himself totally alone, wanting to connect but not knowing how. He sets off on a long journey in his RV, his motor home, alone, revisiting his past. And as he makes an evaluation of his life on that solitary journey, he reaches a sad conclusion. My life has been a failure. What difference have I made to anyone's life? Fortunately, salvation came in the little connectedness he experienced with Endugu a six-year-old orphan boy in faraway Tanzania whom he had sponsored after retirement. The picture the boy sends him, connecting himself with Schmidt with a string, moved Schmidt to tears. Tears of joy as well as regret expressing a gamut of emotions. The movie ends with a poignant picture of Schmidt's face in close-up and in tears. What all this tells us is that how we live the first half of our life matters 
in terms of a happy ending. Among the things that contributes most to a happy conclusion are close relationships one has cultivated and the contributions one has made to the well-being of others. A psychologist George Wayland summed up the conclusions of the longest-running study of human development. Quote, happiness is love, full stop. Unquote. Happiness is love, full stop. Valen's conclusions were corroborated by Robert Waldinger, the current director of the study. Quote, the good life, health and happiness is built on good relationships, he read. The good life, health and happiness is built on good relationships, he read. A midlife review in terms of how the above dynamics feature in our lives gives us still time before it is too late to make some changes in our lifestyle and priorities so that our end-of-life reminiscences lead to a sense of satisfaction, to feeling this has been a good life rather than to a sense of despair, what a waste. for introspection. As you look back over your life, how do you feel about it? What is the invitation you hear as to the changes you may need to make to achieve integrity? That is, seeing your life as meaningful and worthwhile. To look back over life without regrets and to look forward to death without fear. The mystic Hildegard Obingen wrote the following, quote, The greatest problem lies in trying to integrate everything, to invest all with meaning, see it all as part of a larger, more meaningful life, unquote. This is a challenge. We can ask God's help and guidance to achieve this integrity. Our God, who is very much interested in our well-being, 
our health and happiness. He is with us in the here and now. As God has been present in all that has been happening in our life. Take a few moments now to tell God how you feel about your life at this time and ask for inspiration to make it more meaningful and satisfying so that you can look back over your life without regrets and look forward to death without fear. Have a pleasant weekend. Be safe. Be blessed. And thank you for listening.